Well, hello everyone. This is Kaylee, your host of Whiskey and Popcorn. We've done something a little bit different for this review. First and foremost, you're going to get to hear our brand new co-host who loves horror films. Now, me, Kaylee, your usual host, can't stand horror, just get a little bit squeamish. But Tuesday is an amazing connoisseur of the genre, and we felt it was only right to make sure that we include those scary films for you guys to check out. This review was actually recorded in a different location, so if you're wondering at the background noise, then that's why we're not in our usual space. But we're so excited to introduce to you our brand new co-host, and I'm going to let Tuesday take it away here in just a second. You're listening to Whiskey and Popcorn. I'm not going to say that Kaylee can't hack it, but horror and gore aren't necessarily her favorite things. So luckily, we have acquired a scary movie correspondent, Tanner Cordell. Welcome, Tanner. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this like for weeks. Yay. Okay. (laughs) So to start our scary movie partnership, we dived right in with the 2018 finale of Halloween. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. Obviously, this story isn't new. This is the 11th installment in the Halloween series, but it is considered a direct sequel to the 1978 film by the same name. So, basically, we're going to act like nothing happened in between the original 1978 movie and this year's film. So anything you think you remember, don't bother and forget it. Well, with that being said, we set our film 40 years after the original, where Laurie Strode prepares to face her final confrontation with Michael Myers. Both Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle replace their roles as Strode and Myers. And much like the current world we live in, the murders have become legends and rumors have spread, and many doctors and everyday citizens have actually studied the killings and the psyche of Myers. Now, Stroh's uh, is obviously dealing with some PTSD and the inevitable return of Michael. Now, of course, per usual, we're going to be spoiler-free, so we're not going to give you too much of the plot, but... Clearly, Myers is released, and the ultimate fight to the death comes on Halloween night. So, Tanner, my scary movie buff, tell me what you thought. Oh my gosh, I absolutely loved this film. I loved Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. I thought that the portrayal of her trauma was very accurately portrayed. I 
thought this was probably one of the finest performances she's ever given. She's always been really loyal to this character. Um, she says in several interviews that this made her a star. So she's always just been very loyal to Laurie Strode as a character. I also loved the uh, cinematography of this film. It was very beautifully shot, which is very key in a horror film, especially whenever you don't want to rely strictly on jump scares. The humor was great. I know that's hard to believe in a scary movie, but I mean, it really kind of lets you take a breath and sort of recollect yourself so that you can be traumatized some more. So I actually, I thought that was really, really nice. Kill sequences were outstanding and the pacing. I never found myself bored in this film. I found myself constantly engaged in the storyline. That's absolutely what I loved about this film. Which happens. I know the kind of jump scares can do like that, the ebb and flow of kind of quick and slow, but this one, it, it just didn't stop. And, you know, I absolutely, completely agree with you. The film really goes back to its roots, which I appreciate. Um, the, the intro played a lot like the original credits, so it kind of gave that, like, vintage vibe. Yeah. And they go back um, to include really, really, like, everything that fans loved about the 78 film. We didn't really go through all of the sequels where we're, like, trying to figure out where Michael's rage is coming from and, you know, all the story twists and all the background movies. You don't, they don't make you have to have seen all of those to really get the full perspective of the movie. And it's got, what, severe trauma, babysitter slashings, um, long-awaited revenge, teenage love, and some very, like, gruesome turn-your-head-away gore. So, I mean, these hardcore violent deaths, I mean, what else do you really need for a slasher film? I mean, we definitely did turn away at certain moments oh, in this film. I thought my neck was going to be sore. Oh, man. And I was just, I was really surprised. I think I went into this movie with kind of lowered expectations, especially as a fan of these films. But it totally just blew away my expectations of something that I just really didn't expect. I mean, you just, if anything, Michael Myers got more terrifying while he was locked away. He became even more of an indiscriminate killer, as I think we witnessed in this film. He became a better killer. Just It was just more disturbing on every level. I was genuinely afraid of this man. Well, because you think you're safe forever. Like, he's been in prison forever. So you think you're safe, and then when that all gets turned around, it... It definitely can freak you out. As far as, like, characters and relationships, I, I actually enjoyed the strained relationship between uh, Lori, her daughter, and granddaughter. It, it was super believable and well played out. I mean, they discuss how she lost her daughter, um, right. you know, when she was dealing with the PTSD and kind of ultimate training to get Michael Myers. And... Yes, there are some erroneous characters like the friends of the granddaughter and the boyfriend, but really it kind of just gives Myers more people to kill, which... Makes it more <laughs> interesting. We have to have people to kill. Which, let's be <laughs> honest, you know, we we don't really need to get into major character development in a slasher movie. No, but so... I still cared about these characters whenever they, you know, did meet their demise. And I think that's in large part due to the humor that is injected into this film mm -hmm. because then you are endeared to these characters because in five minutes they made you laugh and then once you make they make you laugh then you're like okay well i kind of like this person i don't want i don't want to see him go but you know that they have to because it's a halloween film <laughs> yeah no there was there was definitely enough of it 
And since, you know, we are longtime fans of it, we feel like we've followed this family through everything. Definitely. So it, it has that feel of like, we don't need a lot of characterization because we've already grown up with these people. Definitely. So like the characterization didn't need to be as present as with other films where you're starting from square one. Exactly. Yeah, the, the mythology was kind of already built in um, with all the other sequels that we didn't really count in this installment. It's not as colluded, and there's not as much weird stuff, like with cults and stuff like that, and just, you know, just this mysticism or anything like that. It was just more straightforward. We got to the point, and there wasn't really a lot of noise. And a lot of people were slashed up, and that's what we wanted. <laughs> um, okay, so what about the critiques? Yeah, so we always kind of try to think of, even if we were like, this is 10 out of 10 stars, you know, tr I mean, try to think of something that you might have wanted differently. Okay, well, for me personally, uh, I would say with certain characters, there doesn't need to be, like, uh, there didn't need to be a certain conflict. So, like, with the granddaughter and her boyfriend, I didn't really think that needed to be there. Kind of seemed out of place, seemed a little hokey. Um, and I think you can kind of tell whenever they reshoot certain scenes because it seems a little rushed. But I think by the time I was, you know, ready to be done, I was ready to be done. Like, it didn't outstay its welcome. I wasn't ready to be like, oh my god, when is this movie going to be over? I was like, okay, good, I can breathe again. Like, this was just, I was like, when I was ready to go, I was ready to go. And yeah, no, it wasn't bad enough where we're like, okay, we get it, they're in a relationship, like, right. let's kill somebody. Exactly. But, um, uh, and I kind of, I kind of piggyback off that, because if anything, I wanted more characterization of Meyer's doctor. Oh, his, yeah. Uh, his name is Dr. Sartan, and they're kind of he's played out as having studied him and and followed him for 20 plus years even though Myers talks through absolutely none of this in the first half I really would have liked to have gotten a little bit more about his history and right. his character I mean much more than the granddaughter and the boyfriend yeah exactly. um, because he becomes such more of a key entity in the second part of the film yes but again you know I want to just connect with him a little bit more and get more of his background which would really piece the rest of the movie together yes exactly um but honestly if that's the worst part i mean i would say it was outstanding yeah i would say i mean as a fan of these it was a big risk i would say to to do away with you know everything but the first movie i mean at least like the second movie was the next night but it was a huge risk i think this is what halloween h2o was meant to be right because yeah. i loved h2o if i had to put them on a list it would of course be the og yeah and then this one and then h2o but there were i mean there were parts of the film where i was like oh h2o was really good too yeah so exactly. it was a hard toss-up but definitely the best sequel to date and I... highly recommended yes definitely agree with you absolutely great film yeah i just had a lot of fun i had a lot of fun watching this this was great i did go as soon as we got home i had to watch something really happy in order to fall asleep <laughs> it really just it really did disturb me but i truly truly enjoyed this film i was pleasantly surprised so make sure to take some extra time to watch some disney channel after you see <laughs> halloween and that that sums it up for our episode of whiskey and popcorn Keep an eye out for more of Tanner in our future horror film reviews. Please do. 
And as always, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye.